When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 197 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's new schedule, discuss recent events, and ask whether or not there will be a college football season at all. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. Justin, I don't know if you noticed anything there. Um, But uh, I got some feedback about a grammatical error that we've been uh, committing a grammatical sin we've been committing in our introduction over the last couple of months. Looking to buy or sell home in Lincoln or know someone who does is what we used to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mike, I always say that growing up in Millard Public Schools, they did not teach us grammar. I feel like I can have a sense of it because I I was in, I read a lot. I have an English major and like so I feel like I have a sense of but I can't break down grammar. Do you feel like you're mm. the same way? Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I'm aware of things, but sometimes I don't know why. <laughs> it's like I feel like diagramming sentences is something I would have liked. Mm. Um just Yeah, knowing, I don't think I did anything like that. Just yeah, we never did that. And I don't know I just don't know grammar. I remember I studied journalism, uh, it was a half lit half journalism degree, and I remember being uh, in an internship in a newspaper and they're like if you want to be an editor you got to know grammar inside and out because you got to you know you got to fight for your your edits and whatnot and i was like oh i can't be an editor oh wow <laughs> I, I don't i don't know grammar well anyway that's crazy because i've always thought that i'd be a decent copywriter but well i think i am a good copywriter because i know it sounds right but i can't tell you the rule exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, we got a good sense for it but anyway uh we are not talking about football yet we should start talking about football so uh so we're going to try and get this episode out early mm-hmm. because um, we we want to talk through the new schedule, um, but, you know, it's Sunday evening, Twitter's been freaking out for like three days on and off um, <laughs> yeah. about, you know, reports say presidents are going to cancel the season, ADs think this, coaches say that, players want this. It just feels really doom and gloom. Yeah. <laughs> Apocalyptic. Yes. Yeah, and, and I guess to put the cart before the horse here, um, do you think we're seeing college football this fall? Well, I mean, I feel like the rumors on Twitter are negative that mm-hmm. we aren't. I feel like this is kind of what I've been saying, is that Nebraska's done everything they can to keep these guys safe. Mm-hmm. They are very safe, and that the question is, who else does that? What I wonder is if... So, so in theory, there could be other teams out there who have done the same thing. Maybe they're close by. They're a bus right away as opposed to needing to go through an airport or anything. So if the Big 
10 says we're not going to have a football season, does that mean that Bill Moose can't set up games? Like, that's what hmm. I want to know. Hmm. Like, what's what's the authority yeah. there? Because, I mean, this is the University of Nebraska. Like, we are an entity. We're a land-grant institution. We're, you know, we're here to... The mission is to support the state. Like, we're not ultimately beholden to the Big Ten. Like, they can't tell us what to do, right? Right? Yeah, that's interesting, Justin, just because... Uh, I'm sure you've seen the chatter about Nebraska joining the Big 12. What do you think of that rumor? <laughs> For one season, yeah. Well, I mean, look, if the idea is that Kansas and Kansas State and, I don't know, uh, Iowa State are in good shape and want to play football, like maybe that's realistically an op- option. If if the Big Ten really says, hey, we're not doing it, um, but there's still freedom to do what you want to do, I think Bill Moose either needs to make – like he needs to connect with six other athletic directors and schedule a home and home, a home and away with teams that we trust. Or maybe he just needs to get on the phone with four athletic directors and schedule four like three game series. Like, and maybe so maybe maybe you find maybe there's four schools. Am I doing that math? You'd only have to find three people. Is that right? Four opponents. Oh, man. Whatever. So you get a group of of like four or five schools that all are in good shape and they're all close by and they just say. We're going to play each other, and then they could work out their own little schedule. So maybe that, I don't know. I feel like if the Big Ten says there's no football schedule, there's no there's no conference schedule, I feel like just just make one. <laughs> like, yeah, just make one. It's one know. thing for an, it's one thing for an that is. <laughs> well, no, but if it's one thing for an NFL player to say, you know what, I'm just going to sit this year out. I'm a professional. I have a contract. You know, next year we'll see what happens. But if you are 21 years old, and football is not the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe you're a pretty good player, but you're probably, you know, 1% are going to go to the NFL. So maybe you're a pretty good player, but you also are going to finish your degree. And, like, th- what I'm trying to say is, like, college students aren't sitting there twiddling their thumbs for a year. Like, yeah. you can't expect kids to sit around. I don't think. So I think if you throw away the, se- the season, it's just, from so many angles, it's a huge problem. And what I'm proposing might will probably create another host of problems because then you're going to have, you know, maybe a handful of, of football teams can play and the rest of them don't. So what do you do about eligibility next year when mm. 90 yeah. teams have players that sat out and 30 teams had players that didn't? I don't know about that. That's another problem. But Well, that that makes me think of, you've heard of that, what was it, the Big Plet? the big 10 did some kind of there was some kind of players union type thing this week uh where they were kind of demanding certain protections and you know they i I think in that was that if any students did decide to sit out at any point they'd be given a red shirt or something along those lines so yeah i I think so i mean you look at who's bearing risk and i think college athletes have always borne a lot of these risks mm-hmm. um but there's starting to be an awareness among of among the players that they're putting a lot on the line and these schools are making a lot of money and yes they're getting a degree and whatnot but the financial disparity is pretty stark and and so they're starting to recognize that they actually have a lot of leverage here because they don't make a lot of money they don't make any money and the other people do and but they do all the, you know they're the performers so 
it's interesting. A lot of the demand, I think there was the Pac-12 players had some demands and a lot of them were really reasonable, but then one of them was like half of all the revenue needs to go to the players. And that one's like, okay, you're not going to get that. Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, maybe just take that one out and start over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, this society, whether it's football or anything else, is just really in quite the state and nothing is going to look the same a year from now. And uh, it's a fascinating time to be alive and have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> earlier this week, I was thinking to myself, what an interesting historical record we are making with this podcast. Like, just, just by existing during this time. Like, there's nothing too significant about what we do, except for in 10 years, somebody can go back and listen to this and they'll have a real time discussion of everything that's going on this season. You know, like it's. It's an interesting spot to be in. Um, at the same time, um, wh- what do you think about all of this in light of the potential for a schedule this spring? I mean, if things get postponed to the spring, uh, I-, I don't know if we're going to see any football at all. You know, if, if the Big Ten schools decide to do something this spring, I-, I mean, I think it would follow that if we commit to that, we're not going to be playing in it at all in the fall. Um but I also think that there's some really good points that are being made on social media. I forget who was saying it, but I was reading something on Twitter this week where they were saying, listen, honestly, the probably the safest thing for all of these student athletes is actually to play football this fall. Because if you just kind of cut them loose in the midst of everything that's going on, just send them home. Uh, to go, you know, be unsupervised and make their own decisions about <laughs> their health and where they're spending their time on Saturday, you know, you're going to see a lot more kids get sick than if they were actually part of this structured system that's basically at this point looking to keep its players healthy just so it can exist, you know. So um, I think that that is a decent counterpoint to the people saying we, we just need to nix it, you know, like I think having something this fall actually might be better for student athletes than having nothing. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's really true. Uh, I'm really receptive to that argument. Players have been making it lately. Um, I think that saying we're going to do spring football is like when you're just trying to get your kids off your back and you're like, Ooh, look, maybe we'll do that later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you don't really have any intention of doing it later tonight because bedtime is going to come maybe a little early tonight, but it's like, I just need you to just stop talking about this right now, okay? No, no, we're not going to watch. We're not going to watch a video. Well, maybe, maybe tonight. I feel like that's what spring saying. We'll do spring football. Is, yeah, right. It's not going to happen. Hmm. Like, I just don't think that's realistic. I think if you want to have fall football in 21, that spring football is a huge problem for that yeah um, that i didn't even consider that for the for those kids to have like practically no off season if they play in the spring you know also like if you have spring football like you think a november football game is cold like (laughs) what is what does spring football mean like is because if you think about february or yeah if you think about baseball (laughs) so they i mean they start playing yeah like february and they have to play all their games the first couple months in the south um, so either that means the football teams are going to go south. I don't know that that works. Or they're going to be playing in February or March. Like, ugh, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think that's awful. Um, and also, I don't, you know, if this country can't figure this coronavirus stuff out before 
the winter comes and we're stuck inside, like, I just don't know how they figured out while we're stuck inside. That's mm. maybe me being cynical, but... Well, we had a chance this summer. <laughs> Not to be too cynical, but, uh, yeah. Um, man, this is all kind of in the wake of... Maybe we should just talk about the timeline. So, spring, or rather fall, football camp started for Nebraska officially on Friday, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Friday practices start saturday morning an announcement is made that for you know until further notice all football practices are going to be what is just helmets and no pads right like no no major contact you're just kind of you know running drills right Uh, and then there's a meeting sometime during you know mid-morning early afternoon on saturday of all of the big 10 presidents and everybody's freaking out thinking about their you know saying that they're going to cancel everything but then come to find out that was a previous previously scheduled meeting yeah and they didn't make any decision on saturday but then here we are on sunday night now there is an emergency meeting underway i don't know if it's happening right now or if it just happened within the last couple of hours but uh yet another meeting uh between the big wigs in the big 10 occurred this evening i don't know if we're going to hear an announcement you know five seconds after this podcast publishes (laughs) in the morning um or if they're going to wait it out but but man if you look at espn.com they got an article where they have all of these anonymous power five coaches and ad's kind of saying like the big 10 they're meeting and they're discussing it with other conferences trying to figure out hey if we decide to call it off are you gonna you gonna follow suit like are we Mm. somebody needs to be the first one to make this decision um but at the same time i mean like you hear all kinds of crazy rumors uh with college football in general like what can we what can we believe right now i think the only thing that we can go off of is we have an official statement that no decision has been made yet other than we have an official schedule. So maybe maybe we just talk about that right now? <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like this whole conversation will be null and void. That, we, I think we started to say this up front and we didn't actually say it. We're going to try and get this episode out really fast mm-hmm. uh, um, and because <laughs> that way, hopefully it can be still relevant when you, dear listener, listen. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think what you're trying to say is let's transition to talking about the schedule itself. Mm-hmm. I, in a combination, this is pretty high tech, in a combination of word and paint, <laughs> I made two columns and I wrote out our old schedule and our new schedule and I drew arrows mm. to show where the games all moved to. So um, we can just kind of talk through the schedule and then there's a, you have a visual sense of of where things came from to be. Yeah. See a lot of arrows stuff. coming up from the back half of the season being pushed to the front. That's what I yeah. see visually yeah. here on your chart. Yeah, so the first, you know, three of the first four games are just canceled, and then Purdue goes from being the first game to the second to last. So there's dramatic downline, and then uh, pretty much every other game except for Northwestern moves up yep. in the schedule because we're trying to front load. Um, and while while we're mostly front loading the division games, not completely. The very first game is Rutgers. Then you've got at Rutgers. Then you've got Illinois at home, Wisconsin at home, at Iowa, Minnesota at home. Now you leave the division to go to Ohio State. Then you have a bye. The whole conference has a bye that week. Then you finish. No, you don't finish up. Then you go to Northwestern. Uh, 
um, in division, then back out of division, hosting a, a Penn State on Halloween. Then you have another bye. Then you finally finish the division off with Purdue, who just, by the way, just lost Rondale Moore. He's going to opt out of this season. Mm-hmm. And then you have Michigan State tacked on to the end. So that's that's a new one. Wow. So that's that's kind of in broad brushstroke. So game one, Rutgers, that was going to be uh, October 24th. That was going to be the last game before a brutal five-game stretch. Um, instead, it's it's the first game. And I got to say, like, I hate this. Rutgers up front. Yep. Um I, I hate it, and not because I'm scared of playing Rutgers, and I'm not, you know, not that I'm scared of what Vedral can do since he knows us inside and out. I just think like that's like the worst spot in the <laughs> conference, <laughs> and you agree. want the team to go there. I mean, like, didn't you, they have a bunch of kids get sick just a couple weeks ago because they went I mean, to a party I, or something? Yeah, I, I don't well, know they if had that's that. true. I just heard something along no, that's those lines. No, they had that, and then. And then, like, a week later, there was a further outbreak, which included more players and football players and coaches. So, Goodness gracious. So, I, I just hate that game up front because I feel like that puts everything else at risk. You mm-hmm. go to you go to Rutgers and you play, and, you know, best-case scenario, nothing happens. You know, medium to bad-case scenario, um, you get it, and all of a sudden some players have it. It goes through the locker room. Everybody's knocked off their feet, and you lose a couple weeks. Um, but then you know you've got two by work. You got basically three by weeks worked in because there's ten games instead of twelve. Um, so then you push everything back. Worst case scenario, you play. You know these are healthy young dudes. COVID doesn't really seem statistically to affect younger people as much. So maybe you get a bunch of asymptomatic cases. Then you go and play Illinois, and now you spread it around the the conference. Mm. Uh, you're, so you're not anyway. making a good case for fall football, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think, you know, this is why I'm saying, like, get some teams where you know things are in good shape, mm. and let's just play a couple, or two or three games with that, that team, those teams. And uh, I just don't like having Rutgers at Rutgers, no less, Yeah, the first yeah. game of the year. Yeah, if there's one team on the schedule that I'd say, hey, maybe we should cut these guys, it would be Rutgers. I mean, like... Talk about being in the eye of the storm going to New Jersey on the very first day of the season. Like, that's just... Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, And, and, you know, at at the same time, like, no disrespect to anybody on the East Coast. I know that they have been through... Maybe a little. Uh, (laughs) Sure. But, I mean, like, just, like, on a basic human level, like, if there were ever a time in which I realized, man, I... I don't care if Nebraska wins or loses this fall. Like, I really don't. Like, I I would love to see football, but more than anything, I want to see kids play football and stay healthy doing it. Like, hmm. that's number one for me. Um, like, I this is the first time in which I, I, I think it's even silly. I know we usually go through, like, a season preview and pick wins and losses. Like, I don't. I don't care. I just want. I just want to. Yeah. I want all the college football players to stay healthy. I want their coaches to be well. I want everybody to get through this. That's what I want for 2020 college football. It's 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 funny along those lines. Earlier today, Keith Duncan, the kicker. I think he's. I think he's graduated. He's done playing football at Iowa. Who you know beat us in the last two games mm-hmm. uh, as the time expired and then blew kisses at the last one. He was tweeting about how like you know let's. Either those who should play, who want to play can play, and those who don't don't like this is an easy option. Kind of what I'd just been advocating, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought to myself, I was trying to think of how to frame this in a tweet. Like I think I'd rather 
I know I'd rather see Keith Duncan blow us kisses as we lose again than not see any college football. Wow. What a statement, Justin. But I'm with you. I mean, like, we're so close now, we can almost taste it. Like, we're less than a month away from kickoff. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so Rutgers. <laughs> uh, we don't like it, but we think we would win. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, um, Illinois is the next game. Um, so that moves up. That used to be October 10th, mm-hmm. and maybe homecoming, too. And now that's September 12th at home. Um now it's home staying. <laughs> I'm leaving that I, I, one in. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, so that so that moves up about four spots. I don't know that move, having that game move up makes a big difference. I feel like you know Nebraska returns its quarterback. I can't remember Illinois' situation with their quarterback. Uh, well, dear listeners, if you want to know about it, you can backtrack a couple episodes and go listen know, to our right? Illinois preview. I need to take better notes during these conversations. <laughs> anyway, I feel like, you know, we bring back a quarterback. We lost JD, but we returned most of our offense. Like, I feel really good about starting fast with this offense. Mm-hmm. And so, generally speaking, all these divisional games that got moved up, especially when you look at Iowa and they, they're breaking in a new quarterback in Wisconsin where – They've got a game manager quarterback, but they lost their all-star running back. And you look at Minnesota, who um, lost a lot, including Rashad Bateman, who also is opting out. You know, like the best, maybe the best wide receiver, one of the top wide receivers in in the conference has opted out. So, um, and their defense has lost a lot. So you look at those games, all were back half of the schedule where those teams were definitely going to have figured it out. And now they're much earlier in the season. I like our chances. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I like I like having those divisional games moved up. I remember, like in the Big Twelve and Big Eight, I feel like when we had to play Colorado at the end of the year, they would have terrible teams, and even Iowa is like this. They would have mm-hmm. average teams, but then the end of the season comes around, everybody knows what they are and knows what they can do, and they know every they know us really well. Like all our tendencies are out there, and those games always end up being competitive. And Iowa's certainly got the better of us for about five years now. Yeah. So I, you know, we got Illinois the second game, Wisconsin the third game. I I really like that line up that spot and then going to Iowa for the fourth game like I'm excited about that um Minnesota the fifth game I mean those are those are all games that went from being you know we used to have Iowa after Ohio State and Penn State consecutively followed then Iowa then Wisconsin then Minnesota that used to be the the you know murderer's (laughs) row now we yeah I don't know why I'm I'm visualizing the end of uh of last crusade indiana jones having to like roll or roll around and dodge obstacles it's like there's all this lead up in the season to this this gauntlet of games at the end of this year and now this year it's like oh yeah. hey maybe the playing field is going to be leveled just a little bit you know yeah i mean we got to avoid getting covid at Rutgers, and then you know just be prepared for illinois i think we win that game and then we have Wisconsin at home, at Iowa, Minnesota at home. I I just feel a lot better. If, you know, if we can play this schedule, I feel a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you go to Ohio State, and, um, you know, we'll know a lot about this team by that time. Instead of, you know, the old slate with Purdue, three out-of-conference games, Northwestern, Illinois, Rutgers, and then Ohio State. I mean, we might we might still not have a good sense yeah, yeah, of this really team. Yeah, that's really good point. Um, so, 
you know, by the time we go to Ohio State, we'll have a much better sense of who we are than mm-hmm. we would have in the old schedule. Um, and then you have the bye. I'm just talking a lot, Mike. You react. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think you're right because, I, I mean, that is a conversation that I think we've had at least the last – I mean, we've been doing this, what, this will be year six. I think we've probably had that conversation at least half of the time that we've been doing this. Is you know, several games into the season, we're like, well, we, we, could, be a, we could be a good team this year. We just, we don't know yet, you know. Um, I guess two years ago we knew, but <laughs> other than that, there have been times where, you know, we're, we're winning games early on and we, we think we're doing okay. And then we just, we go to Ohio State and get murdered, right? I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um, you know, I mean, we might still get walloped by him, but we'll we'll have a sense, like you said, we'll have a sense of who we are and, um, man, how we handle adversity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you can't tell me that after playing Wisconsin and Iowa back to back that they won't figure a few things out. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you've got that by, um, then you have Northwestern, and that's actually the first game that we'll play. That's later than it was originally slated. We were supposed mm-hmm. to play them October 3rd. Now they're lined up for October 24th in the long grass in Evanston. Um, yeah, at that point, it might be turning brown. Yeah, you know, maybe that uh, fall kicks in and the long grass is less effective. Who knows? <laughs> um, you know, they're they're coming back from... They were, uh, as uh, I'm starting stopping sentences here, I think the... Uh, whatever newspaper in Ohio, maybe in Cleveland that does kind of, they, they pull all the different beat reporters to get a sense of who the favorites are for each division and whatnot. Northwestern was kind of the team that was all over the place. Like they got, I think they might've received one first place vote in the big 10 West. And then someone else had them like fifth or sixth or seventh. So, Hmm. um, they're just really, no one knows what, what's going to come from Northwestern. So that's one game. We're actually moving it back by three games makes me, less comfortable like you know obviously a stereotypically smart group of guys and uh so they'll they'll be they'll know who they are we'll know who we are we're coming off a bye so that favors us um and you know normally playing at northwestern would be like a home game in chicago but who knows what happens this year if we play it. yeah yeah even if they allow people in the stadium eh, eh. i bet nebraskans travel if there if there are tickets available i bet there will be nebraska fans in that stadium well, and there's so many Nebraskans uh, in Chicago and mm-hmm. southern mm-hmm. Wisconsin anyway. Um, so Ohio, Michigan, driving around the lake. Uh, so then, then Penn State comes to town. And I know when I talked to Audrey back, gosh, feels like a year ago, but what, a month ago? Like she was already at that time skeptical of whether Penn State would even come that far. Mm. Um, so then you got to buy. Then you got at Purdue – interesting game that's one where we were going to play purdue at home and now we're playing them away yeah i guess wisconsin for that matter was supposed to be at wisconsin now it's going to be here so those are two games that changed so that's you know i like to think that's a win but i mean they get the best of us i'd rather have wisconsin at home than you know if i had to trade no that's a good point i'd I'd rather have wisconsin at home (laughs) Um, so then Purdue, and then we end with Michigan State. And I'll tell you, Mike, I am scheduled to talk to a beat reporter <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> right. Um, but we'll see if we even have the conversation. Yeah. I mean, if- Next week there will either be a Michigan State preview or 
uh, we will be talking about the dissolution of the season. <laughs> I'd love we'll be to be back. talking about Michigan State next week. Yeah, yeah. So, and then there's a bye. So you've got three byes. October 17th, again, is one that everybody in the conference has. Wait, 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 wait. So there's a bye and a bye and a bye. Bye, bye, bye. I may or bye, may not bye. add. I was going to say, I may or may not add a sound effect. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So that way, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's room for games to get rescheduled as mm-hmm. needed. Wow. <sighs> wow. Just even talking through this feels like, oof. It's uh, it's gonna be a heck of a year, man. Hopefully. Yeah. It's such a weird thing because you, you see people talking about, oh, it's just entertainment, right? Um, and I think in in the most cynical sense, yes, that's what football is. But like, this means so much first and foremost to the kids playing the game right um but even just like for the overall morale of the united states of america right now like i'm i am not trying to use hyperbole here i really think that like it can it can do a lot for americans to have football this year um you know people keep talking about the long-term effects of isolation and uh, and and just all of the negative things that are surfacing in terms of mental health and addiction and abuse and yada yada yada, and it's just like oh my gosh, uh, I can't help but think that like having a college football season is going to be a net win, a net benefit for the people in our country if it's possible this year. I don't know. Do you, do you think I'm going too far saying something like that? <laughs> oh, I think that's. I think you're right on. Yeah. But, uh, it would be. It would be exciting, and uh, you know they played games during the Spanish flu epidemic. Um, and I feel like we have better medical technology available now to treat people. Uh, I hope it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I've been saying the whole time, like I, I just, man, I hope everybody stays healthy, and I hope that, uh, you know, I would, uh, ugh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I just hope that we see everybody come back next season, and we can have a, a football season that looks more like, more like what everybody expects. Speaking of seasons, I've, I've actually watched a bunch of baseball recently. Really. <laughs> Yeah, we were we went out to my in-laws and uh, they're Cubs fans. So okay, that makes we watched, sense. We watched the three games where they smoked the Royals, and then there was a fourth <laughs> where the Royals smoked them, and we didn't watch that one. Right, right. How uh, how funny is it to see Houston <laughs> keep getting balls thrown <laughs> at them? <laughs> oh well, you know that's an interesting one because do they deserve it? Yeah. But does every other team cheat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I don't know. It makes me think back to, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you're looking at these roided-up players, and everybody demonizes Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire 
but we all know that like everybody else was doing it too right mm. like they were all doing it back in the early 2000s so it's like how how mad can you be at these guys so i don't know i don't know maybe it's... maybe you know, at the same time you see the way that these other teams are reacting to the astros this year and it's kind of like well maybe they went too far <laughs> well they i mean i think it's part of it because like nobody really got any consequence for it mm-hmm. that's, that's a big word around my house with little children consequences like yeah you do naughty things you get in trouble mm-hmm. not the case here it seems parenting advice from justin could also be used as uh you know advice for professional sports <laughs> yeah college sports needs like a they need like a commissioner of ncaa football i mean somebody needs to be making decisions here and not like every tom dick and harry with a vote and a voice like there needs to be there needs to be some leadership i just feel like so much of the weaknesses of the ncaa have been like exposed big time yeah in the last four to five months and will continue to be so i guess one thing is certain in the midst of all of this justin was that the husker pod will venture on indeed um, I don't think we should speak too soon about our our uh, tentative plans, but uh, we got some ideas. We got some ideas for what we can do this fall. Um, but uh, above it's all, we'd love late. to be talking about uh, we'd love to be talking about Nebraska football uh, in the here and now. I'll just say that much. <laughs> yeah. You know what else we love talking about is our friend Monty Rohde and how helpful he can be for you. Um, just today, actually just before recording, article from the Journal Star came across my inbox. Pandemic, no match for Lincoln real estate market. Not even a pandemic has been able to derail the red-hot Lincoln real estate market. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, um, things are flying out there. It's fast, and you need to make sure you're working with someone who knows what they're doing. You want to make sure you capitalize if you're a seller and if you're making strategic wise choices if you're a buyer so give our friend money a call and uh just to keep ringing the bell uh you know for uh local businesses and small businesses uh, we want to keep central nebraska buffalo in front of you um man i just uh again they they're doing a great job of posting to social media lately i'm just going to read this straight from uh, central nebraska buffalo's facebook page uh just because i, I think that it kind of gives you an inside look into um what, who you're working with when you choose to buy bison um, products from Central Nebraska Buffalo. They, they wrote this uh, just yesterday. The early morning grind is very real with a small business. Let's be honest. The whole grind is real. It's hard. It's emotional. And there's a whole lot of praying and trusting God involved. The reward, though, that feeling of success after you've worked so hard at something, that, my friend, is why you keep going. That's the most real thing about this. Um, I was on the phone with my friend when we first started the business. I was frustrated, uneducated, stressed, and ready to quit. And she told me to keep going. She would text me, keep going. I've never forgotten those words. I even have a reminder on my computer. And uh, there's a photograph of a, of a post-it note uh, at the bottom of the monitor that just says, keep going. And uh, I feel like th- those are good words for, for everyone right now. I'm reminded of... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Finding, finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, right? We're just going to keep 
keep on keeping on and uh you know we hope to have you back here next week for another episode where we can talk about nebraska football and you know in a, in a small way be connected uh through this kind of communal experience and because i forgot to say it earlier when you call monty Rody, you need his phone number 402-770-3356 or his email address monty m-o-n-t-y Rody r-o-h-d-e at p-r-g lincoln.com yeah, in Central Nebraska Buffalo, their website is cnbuffalo.com, or you can visit their Facebook page, since that's what I was just reading from at uh, facebook.com slash cnbuffalo. Good stuff, Mike. Interesting conversation. Yeah, I mean, like, who in a million years would have anticipated this conversation? <laughs> you know, when we were thinking about this fall... Uh, I just think back to those episodes in March and early April in which we were like, do you think there will be a spring game? And both you and I were like, oh, yeah. I think, oh, I yeah. think by the time April rolls chance. around, we got this thing yeah. figured out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, Man. goodness gracious. Just goes to show, nobody knows what the future holds. Ain't that the truth. Best laid plans of, was it, mice and hens? I think it's men, Mike. Uh, I, was, I was doing that to hopefully get you i was trying to get you justin <laughs> i mean like i knew you knew it i just wanted to see if you thought i was that dumb <laughs> careful uh. no comment <laughs> hey mike let's uh let's say go big red and get out of this thing sounds good man go big red Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.